Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at the bjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Hey, welcome into the Road to Black podcast. For those that are new listeners, my name is Paul Manganaro. I'm a brown belt here in Tempe, Arizona. I'm here with my co-host, Wes, Wes Reed. He's currently in Fort Collins, Colorado, my brown belt partner. Yep. Wes, what's going on today, buddy? Not much, man. It was uh, first week back in Colorado. Uh, just got back from Arizona, so was able to train a lot down there with nice. a lot of good friends, catch up with people. Um, man, had a great trip down there. I, I, I just love it. it. Yeah, I can tell by the smile on your face. You were missing it, man. It's good good to see you back here and I know you were training every day, so <laughs> I know you got some hard rolls in. It it was hard. Two it a was, day there, on a couple yeah. days at least. Yeah. Yeah. Training in different places, different different people, different intensities. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when I come down there, I I I prep for that anyway, but yeah. mentally I know that it's gonna be hard training. Mm-hmm. We've got people that want to train hard. And then when you haven't caught up with somebody and trained within a while, they want to show you some of their new stuff. Oh uh, yeah. You know, they, yeah, you know, but people sure. want to, people want to train. They want to get after it. It's a nice little, and it, to me, it's a compliment because, you know, it's, it's like people are wanting to train hard with you. It's for me, I welcome that and I enjoy it. And it's like, yeah, man, let's, let's, Let's get after get a little after bit. We haven't been able to train for a while, so let's let's see what we got, you know. And and I mm-hmm. really, I was able to train with not quite everybody that I wanted to, but most people. And and man, I um, I just had a really great trip down there. Yeah, so it was fantastic. I know you made it into one of our classes at the gym, at least one. Well, that I was yeah. there, and you got to catch up with everybody, all your old training partners. So it was great to see and. It was a fun time. I know everybody enjoyed your visit. So um, I could tell you were juiced up about the trip. So it was nice. 
Yeah, <laughs> man, I was on, I was really, really happy. Stopped into early bird and just, I wasn't even waiting for the timer to stop before I was like going, get, getting another yeah. round in with somebody. So for sure. Yeah, man, it was, it was awesome. You only have so many, uh, so many roles to catch up on, you know, so yeah. not to mention all the talk and the chit chat and catching up on personal life as well. So, yep. Can't wait to make it out here again, man. I'm in the same boat, man. I know. I'm already kind of planning the next one. So perfect. um, Looking to come down there. Yeah, more frequent. And, you know, now that things are kind of calming down with COVID and it seems like, uh, you know, travel is um, more accessible and it's a little Mm -hmm. bit more uh, on the table. Yeah, you know, I it's not going to be long before I'm down there. I'm planning on coming down for a Master Worlds camp for a week to ten days, no, probably wow, the last nice. week of October. Um, I want to do I want to do a hard week down there, take a week off up here, um, just light training right on the on Worlds Master Worlds week, mm-hmm. um, and then fly out again to uh, out Vegas. to Vegas and nice. and compete. So. That's kind of my tentative plan is seven to 10 days out there, camp, come back, reacclimate to the, you know, I, I'm what I'm, so what I'm trying to do is I want to go down there, do my camp while I still have got the adaptations from elevation, come back up here for a week, get that again, like reacclimate yeah. to, to elevation and then boom, fly in where, cause I, you know, I think I told, who was it? You know, I was training with Nick Flores and we were going hard and it was just, I was like, man, it's like, it's nice to breathe. Like there is so much air down here. I can feel it. (laughs) And I don't have a problem here, but man, I got down there and it was like, I just, I, I didn't get tired at all. Right. So, um, it was, it was really nice about that, man. You're used to training in higher elevation for sure. So That's that's, that's my plan. Awesome. It's good plan. Good plan. We'll make sure we get some rolls in for sure. We will for sure. That was uh, basically leading up. Your trip out here was leading up to a big weekend in jiu-jitsu here in Arizona. Uh, we had another fight to win on uh, over the weekend on Saturday. Sunday, Friday, sorry. On Friday night, fight to win. Second week in a row. Um, had some great performances of... Uh, past guests so mm-hmm. guys were getting after it um who do we have josh Guerra. yep solid, josh Guerra. solid win solid victory um didn't we text afterwards we said no we three now f- yeah three now aaron wilson aaron wilson and josh rodriguez yeah so um aaron had a beautiful heel hook um into the pretty quickly into the fight that was nice um josh had a amazing performance coming off of as you guys heard if you're if you're listeners one of the previous few episodes just a couple back was josh rodriguez um a coach of both wes and myself um great guy he's a super skilled black belt and real technical and uh he you gotta listen to his story go back to a podcast episode 38 yeah 38 yeah, 38 go check it out um, he had a terrible 2020 uh, on top of COVID, a real difficult year, uh, going through a knee surgery that was basically, I wouldn't say botched, but 
a failed knee surgery. Uh, yeah. You know, he had some complications from the knee surgery with an infection. The whole thing had to be t- taken out. No repair done. He comes back and, you know, gets back on the mats. You know, he, 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 I think he looked, he watched some peers of his fight the week before and he just got that. He wanted to get out there and get going. So he contacted uh, Seth Daniels and, and he got on the show. So he got on Friday night. He put on an amazing performance with the victory. Pretty dominant win. Yeah. Against a tough guy from Otto's headquarters. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just it, it was a dominant. It was yeah, done. He, took him down when he wanted to. It's great. Just impl- it, was, it was text textbook. It was, it was very technical textbook, and uh, it was. Pre- I'm so stoked for him. So he it was a huge victory for him. Same with Josh Guerra. Um, you know, he was coming off a tough loss the week before. Came right back, right back out, played his game, got into it, and uh, you know, submitted the guy with what he normally does is mm-hmm. his single leg X game into the footlock. So, um. That was a huge night. I had a bunch of other acquaintances and friends competing on that card. Um, it was good, man. And then followed up the following day with uh, the Phoenix Open here at Westworld mm-hmm. in uh, in Arizona. That was a nice tournament. Um, I was there for most of the day up until the early afternoon. I think I left about 3.30. Um, and it went late. So, you know, this was a gi and no gi tournament. So all in one day. So it was, whew, it was a long day for people. How many mats did they have for that? They had 12 mats. Wow. Yeah. So 12 That's mats. a pretty big tournament. Mm-hmm. Big tournament. Um, you know, there's, there's, I, I was talking to my head, my instructor, my professor, Gustavo Dantes over the weekend and. Um, he's had, a, he has a tremendous amount of experience producing grappling tournaments, um, like long game experience. You know, this guy's been doing this for 10 plus years. I don't even know the number. It's probably like 14 years or something here in the Valley, um, or more that he's been doing these local tournaments and they've gotten bigger and bigger every year. Uh, more, more tournaments each year. I think we're, there's six on the docket for Next year, six different tournaments. So one every two months, you got a uh, Arizona Brazilian Jiu Jitsu League tournament, which is formerly, I believe, GD GD Events. Gustavo Dantes mm-hmm. produces these. He puts these on, and his his tournaments, man. When they were gone for COVID, within the community, everyone was missing those things. I mean, I would talk to just random people like, "Oh man, when are these tournaments going to come back? When is Gustavo's tournaments going to come back?" You know, because they're so well run. Mm-hmm. Um, they really are. They're they're so tight. Everything's really tight about him. He takes a lot of pride in that. And um, you know, he was talking to me a little bit about the 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 differences in, in tournaments with different uh the amounts of mats, you know. Because there's other organizations that have come in um with more mats even than 12 mats, but they haven't that they haven't run so smoothly, mm-hmm. you know, in ter- especially in, in the eyes of a promoter, you know. And uh, I've heard this before with some of these organizations. It's hard, you know, it's hard to get a thousand plus competitors organized on time, get all the mats going at the same time, get, you know, get, it's, it's a huge event to put on and organize with, with the different oversight of athletes, oversight of referees, rule, you know, the rules system, Mm -hmm. the technology that most these places have 
put in now with the TVs, the monitors, mm-hmm. you know, the, the scoreboards. So, um, you know, we just got to be, I think we got to be thankful. We have such a great opportunity here in Arizona. Uh, Colorado has a lot of tournaments as well, yeah. but Arizona is just tons of tournaments now. Every month you can do something out here. So the jujitsu scene is huge out here. Uh, we in the, in the scene, we know that, <clears throat> but it's really nice to have, you know, it's nice. And then, and then now, you know, obviously because of all the competitors, all of that interest, IBJJF now has come back for the Phoenix open consecutive years. And I think they'll just continue to come here at least once a year, um, moving forward, you know? So it's nice to see. Yeah. I think it's awesome because I think it's, I mean, it's only going to get more, but out there, you know, the Phoenix open, you, you get all the people from the West coast and Vegas coming in too, to compete. So I know, yeah. um, I know all the checkmat guys come in from, Mm -hmm. Um, Lucas they took, Le- they took Lu- the team first place yeah, trophy. So they, you know, all the everybody's coming in from the West Coast because mm-hmm. it's a. It was it? a tough F- tournament. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I watched a lot of high level jujitsu on Saturday. I For mean, sure, I was really impressed uh, the, across the board. You know, um, we had a I have a blue belt competitor that he had some crazy wars. Younger younger guys. You know, he's in the in the adult division. He's twenty. He's twenty years old. 2021 and he he was battling and these guys are you know they are really good yeah these guys were really good he was going against and so proud moment for us he took he took uh he got the bronze medal um lost a tough one in the semi um but you know across the board black belts i saw some really i mean i have some friends that competed in the black belt here and they went against some real tough competition so you know, as, as my professor says, he's like, IBJJF, you know, I mean, this type of tournament, it's going to be a little bit of a step up. You know, it's going to be yeah. a step up from the, just the local. And I think it's just because of what you said. You know, you have people traveling to come. Uh, these are serious competitors. You know, yeah. if people are paying money to fly somewhere to compete for jujitsu or where, however they're getting here, it's a big commitment. You know, it's not that not that doing a local tournament isn't, but driving 20 minutes down the road versus driving six hours across states, state lines, you know, to compete. It's, it's a serious, you know, you get a serious group of people and competitors and you saw that this weekend. I was, I was really impressed by it. A uh, couple takeaways from that tournament, Phoenix open um, one, they didn't have any warm up mats. <clears throat> so I heard several people talking about that, complaining about that, which is, pretty valid i mean it's at westworld and so this thing is in a huge yeah huge area um the this the place where the mats are there's at least that much space times four or five in the same building so mm-hmm. it's behind the the stands there's a ton of space you know so i don't know I, I it was surprising to me that there wasn't um i know some ibjjf tournaments do depending on I've I've been in places where it's a smaller, like when I did the Denver Open, it was a much smaller, just a few mats, you know. Yep. Um, pa- yep. Same thing with Pan when I did that. It was, you know, there was a, an area. Master Worlds always has a bigger area. Um, worlds. Uh, so they need to do something there for the competitors because I saw people, it's all asphalt in there. So, you know, people are just, 
kind of out there training and trying to do what yeah. they can. They're not. I saw one one team kind of brought like two six six by three four mats. The rollouts, yeah, or whatever. Just or the fold out, fold out, like cheerleading mats, basically wrestling mat type. And uh, so you got you know that was that was the biggest thing. The tournament ran pretty smooth. Um, I'll say that uh, there, there's one thing you know if you haven't com- competed, you kind of got to be. You always got to be ready for that that that's something that might happen that you're not aware of so yeah. i saw i saw a few of these things go on on saturday and i thought we'd mention them here um one one of our competitors um same guy uh one of our students brian he uh brian mccluskey is he's he's advancing a lot in jujitsu he's a killer you got to roll with him right yeah yeah he's He's advanced a lot in the last year or two since I've known this kid and he's real dedicated and he's just, he's a great kid, you know, um, he did amazing. So he, and these guys in his category, you know, big bracket, blue belt, adult, these guys are all younger killers. You know, he went against a couple guys from out of state. These serious competitors, you know, um, he had a couple wars, uh, during his, I believe it is the, before his first match or before his second match, he was off the mat. He was waiting. Two people in his division were on the mat, and there was at least a 15-minute delay. So their computer broke. The scoreboard broke. These guys were just sitting on the mat. Maybe it was 10 minutes. But, you know, these are the types of things you kind of almost have to – you can't really prepare for them, but you got to kind of – once you see enough tournaments, you'll expect these types of things where you – it, mm-hmm. it can really deflate your your – you know, you, you're basically your momentum, right? Yeah, so for you have sure. to figure out a way to, and for him, he was on the sideline. So he was able to kind of calm down and just, it wasn't as big of a deal, but it, it is still frustrating when you're sitting there, Matt side, you know, you were get you're about to go in two minutes and then the scoreboard breaks and then, you know, it's okay. 10 minutes goes by where, you know, they're looking around the two guys on the mats probably have it the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced that myself when I did the last master worlds. I did um, a super weird day. I only had one match. I lost my first match by on points. Um, I was so disappointed because it was just, it was my fault. I gave up some points and I didn't, I was down on points and the computer broke on our mat at master worlds. Um, I think it was like, I think they clocked it at 18 to 20 minute delay. Uh, so I'm sitting on the mat for that long. It's just, it was completely just let the air out of our sails, you know, and mm-hmm. me and my comp- the guy that I was competing against, um, I ended up, there was only a little bit of time left. I ended up doing a lot of great things in that last couple of minutes. I actually felt good about that last part of the match, but it was just too little too late. And it was just a weird experience. You know, it was like, you're out there, your first match, you're, ju- you're just totally juiced up. You got the adrenaline going and then phew, all of a sudden, yep. you're on your knees for 20 minutes, literally. I, it might even be more than that. It was crazy. Like, they could not get this thing fixed. That same year, if I remember correctly, there was somebody, one of our training partners. They, You remember how they had those super fights in the middle of the whole thing? Like, right yeah. around lunchtime or early yep. afternoon? Mm-hmm. They got into the middle of their bracket. Oh, and yeah. then the whole bracket closes down for these super fights. For, like, two hours. Hour and a yeah. half. So yeah, so it's like... 
you're getting momentum. You're going uh-huh. through the bracket. You're gaining confidence as you're going through. You know it's getting harder because everybody's advancing. And then yeah. the whole bracket just shuts down. Totally. Your body cools off. You are trying to, you know, you get into that mindset where you're mentally sharp. I mean, that is mentally exhausting to totally. be doing that much mental work the whole time. Yeah. And staying sharp, making sure that you're on your game. And then you have a two hour window uh, where you have to get rewarmed up. You have to get back in the zone, you know? So yeah, that, that, was, that can be frustrating. Yeah. That, that, that exact match, the super fight, it delayed my start time that year by like an hour and a half, mm. which was also a pain in the ass. You know, I come over, I'm ready to go. And then they, they, everybody's like, no, they're delayed. Everything's pushed back. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you know, you're just anticipating to get out there. And then, so, you know, the point is, is you have to be able to, you just have to adapt. You know, you have to have that open mind to adapt. Don't let anything affect you too much. You know, don't let your emotions race and say, oh my God, you know, this is this, this is this, and this is going to affect me this way. No, just, you know, the other person's experiencing the same thing. So you've just got to go with it, you know, so. And I think that's the importance of good coaching too. You know, a good coach needs to be on the sideline with their athlete. Hey, man, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Let's walk through, you know, we can't control this. Let's walk through a little bit of a game plan. What are you thinking about? Yeah. You know, kind of calm the person down, keep them, keep them dialed in, keep them zoned in, keep them in the game, but Mm -hmm. also not alarm, not, you know, the coaching has you have an option, right? You yeah. can be an alarmist and be like, oh man, this is so fucked up. This is bullshit. Yeah. Or you can be like, hey, we can't control this. Let's stay mentally sharp. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your game. What's your strategy? You know, maybe walk through a couple of things, try and keep him warm, but not expending too much energy to where he's going to go out in an energy deficit, you know? So it's like a, a balancing act right there. But I think having somebody in your corner that is, cool calm and collected during that is yeah. is really important it's having a good coach in your corner is so important i've yeah. really i've just realized that over the years you know um the times i've done best is when my coach was in my ear and i was he was like a video game i was telling me what to do that's yeah. the times i've done best i mean that's i mean i'm not that experience of a of a competitor so i need that i need that you know i know guys that can just go off by themselves they've done it so many times and they're very successful and that's okay too but you know at our at our level the lower belt ranks you know you're still looking for instruction it's always great to have that extra eye you know Mm -hmm. i mean always right i mean you can the person on your coach on the sideline can really identify and help you determine what your next move is or what your next to be strategic number one your next strategy your strategic move, I should say. Um, and that's very important when you're playing point jujitsu. Well, any kind of jujitsu, but when you're scoring, you know, it's, it's, it could be as simple as <clears throat> you're up on points. You have a, a minute or two left. You close the guard, you know, let's, let's play yep. safe here. Let's keep the guard yep. closed, you know, and you're telling them, keep the guard closed, you know, yep. yelling, do not Who, move, take it, right. break his posture down, keep the guard closed, you know? So, those are the things that you have to list. You, you need that from your coach. If you don't have it, I recommend sometimes your coach just can't be there, you know, have a friend, a training partner, somebody that can be that, 
extra set of eyes help you out in those moments. And it's just a, it's just good to have someone in your corner. Right. I mean, just from the moral support, the support of competing and it feels good to have the people in your, in your corner. So, um, yeah. There's... Yeah, about a, about a month ago, well, it was more than that, probably two or three months ago, I was watching a match at Purple Belt, and it was actually Josh Rodriguez who was cornering me, and I was setting up, uh, I was I was up, I think I was up by two points or something. I remember the match I had, I felt like I could finish the guy, so I wanted to start going for a, a finish. Yeah. And I was setting up this baseball bat choke. And I set it up and I opened my guard and he's like, don't let him pass. Don't let him pass. Cause he could, he could come yeah. up on the points if he settles into that position. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I set it up and then he passed. So he passes, he takes the bait and Josh is like, lo- he's not losing it, but he's like, you have to sweep him, sweep him. And so he's like coaching me the whole time to sweep him and not to give up the pass because yeah, like you're up on two points. The guy could easily, you know, that's not very much from right. a, you know, so he was trying to coach me not to accept these positions. Yeah, no, and that was a knew, risky move at that. It point was a risky move, and I he mean, was like, "That's not a he, you don't want a baseball bat choke someone at that point." That's right. And he <laughs> he he knew what I was doing. He knew yeah. I was wanting to go for the finish, but he was like, "No, don't, yeah, don't do that. Don't accept that position. Trying to get a finish because you're gonna 100%. you're gonna go down, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, you don't get the finish. You're down on bottom side control. You're gonna be disappointed." You're gonna be dis- disappointed with you the lost outcome. on that, yeah, um, yeah. So some people, hey, you got to know the competitor. Some people are submission focused, and that is what they're gonna do, and that's okay too. You know, if you can yeah. get away with that, but you know, um, the odds are in your favor if you play the point game because that's what you're playing. You're, you know, it's point jujitsu, it's sport jujitsu. Yeah. So submissions are awesome, but. They can be risky. Sometimes you open mm-hmm. yourself up and someone can just jump on a on a leg or jump on an arm real quick and end your night and you were up seven zero or something, you know. It's like yep. so you know, you just gotta play it safe, but the coach does help with that. Um so it was fun coaching the guys on Saturday. Uh, Brian in particular, again, this guy, so he went through the delay. Then his second match, okay, gets on the gets on the uh goes out his first match, does the delay off the sidelines, right? Everything's delayed, pushed back his first match, goes out, beats another local competitor uh by cross choke. Beautiful. Choke submits the guy. Boom, let's go. Let's settle down. Let's let's get going again. Okay, so he goes up for a second fight, and the kid that he was the guy he was going against was from Atos. Really good guy um, mm-hmm. comes up to the mat and the referee comes over and looks at his pants and says they're too short. The referee did this after the guy had already passed through checks in the bullpen. Okay. Now, I don't know the rules and how much uh, I believe the ref can say that. Um, so what happened was this is the most bizarre thing ever. And this is why. Uh, it's interesting, and it's I give Brian even more praise because he went through not only the delay, but this this was a whole nother delay. And not only was it a delay, Brian got his hand raised during this match as a win. Okay, so what happens was the the ref calls this guy's pants too short. They were they were short. Okay, so the guy's trying to pull him down, couldn't pull him down long enough. Okay, 
Um, the ref goes, you have three minutes. He was speaking Portuguese, but he held up three minutes. We knew what he was meant. He said, so I, I don't know if there's a, I don't think that was correct for him to give him a time limit. Okay. And I'm only, I only found this out later. I don't know the rules enough about those types of things. But what happened was this guy, he goes and he literally goes 10 feet over and he, ha- he has one other guy that he knows there. This, he changes the gi right there, strips down to his underwear. Both of them change the gi. This guy puts on pants that are shorter than the ones he had on. Mm. I could literally see it. I'm like, this, that's not going to work. What are you doing? You know, this guy's shorter than you. <laughs> yeah. So he goes over to the bullpen to get it rechecked and he fails the recheck. Okay. Fails the recheck, comes back to the mat. So you can imagine this is a delay. Our guy is literally at mat side waiting to go out. The mat is empty. Our, our guy, Brian, is waiting. Goes back, gets a check, doesn't work, comes back out. He's frustrated. Okay. And I understand the kid's frustrated. He's like, you know, he just throws up his hands to the ref and he says, I can't go. I don't have any replacement. I can't go. What do you want me to do? I can't go. Ref. Okay. Takes Brian up. Calls Brian to the mat. Brian gets his hand raised. Victory. Done deal. Mm-hmm. Brian moves up in the bracket. So we're like, okay, this guy, Atos guy, he didn't have to face this guy. Okay. Boom. He just, he basically got a buy into the semis. Um, we're waiting, watching. Brian's gone. He goes back to the bullpen, watching a couple other competitors from that division. I'm still sitting on the rail at the same mat. Um, this guy comes back over that gets DQ'd or loses due to not having the correct uniform or whatever. And he has a different pair of pants and the same top, different pair of pants. And he's, he's sitting there and he's talking to the ring coordinator or the mat coordinator. And he's like, yeah, they said to come back out. They're going to put me back on. And I heard this. And so I, I was like, what? So I, Gustavo was over here to my left talking to someone and I nudged him. I'm like, they're, then I start talking to Gustavo. I'm like, they're letting this guy come back. And both of us were just perplexed. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like he, they, he literally moved up in the bracket. We were on our phones looking at IBJJF. He moved the bracket. He got his hand raised. He won. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this whole thing goes down. Gustavo talks to the mat coordinator in Portuguese. I have no idea what these guys are saying, but he's just going at it. You know, he's just like, what, what's going on? The mat coordinator agreed. The referee agreed. Everyone agreed. Cause the kid basically, there was an argument because they went back to the, the major ring coordinator or the supervisor of all these guys. And I guess he said that it wasn't in the ref's right to give him a time limit. That's, I think that's what it came back. This is all in Portuguese. So this is kind of what, I heard from Gustavo afterwards because Gustavo actually left the mat and went, he, he told the ref stop, told everybody to stop because he didn't want the, the match to go on. They, they're basically waving this guy back on. Right. It was confusing because even if they did let him fight, it's like, what, what are we doing here? Our guy just won this match. At least that, that's mm-hmm. the way we looked at it. And, and not to be like petty about this, you know, but that's the, you got yeah, to understand totally. from the fighter's point of view. Yeah. Brian just thought, got his hand raised. Yeah. You need to <laughs> discipline the ref, not. Right, exactly. I mean, the, so, the ref is the issue, not, totally. not the, like, the, the, the outcome of the, of the match is done. 
Exactly. So now you have to, if you in want, his, and that's especially it, in, in Brian's mind too, you know, right. he came off the mat. He literally left back to the bullpen and he was yeah. done. Okay. So they start talking. The guy comes back out and I go, I go, gee, they are letting this guy go. So he, Gustavo was like, okay, told the ring coordinator, stop this man. Cause they were called them both back out. And he's like, nope, stop. He wanted clarification. So he went over to the supervisor, Matt coordinator goes over there, ref, everyone. They all have this big discussion. Allegedly, the ref didn't have the right to give him, I think, the time limit or something. But the ref's argument was, and this was true, we all were right there. The kid came out. He goes, I can't do it. I'm not going. I don't have any other gi pants. So it was like one of these things. He literally said, no, I'm done. I'm done. He oh. went like this. I'm like done. He was he forfeited. He was frustrated. He forfeited. He was mad. He was frustrated. However, they let him go. They let him go back. So they let him compete. So Brian mm. goes through that whole thing. Big delay. Finally, they get it all settled. Guy comes back and they go to war. And it was an amazing match. So props to Brian. He won, he won, he won the match. Um, uh, and he won it on points. But he, he, it was a battle, dude. Like it was, it, was a, it was a great fight. It was the best fight I saw all day. I thought like it was just wow. that good. It went the distance. And the whole time these two kids were just, Brian was just doing his like crazy dynamics, trying to pass, you know, pass, pass, just flying around. This guy, kid had a, the Atos guy had a super sick guard. Like he just had a really good guard. Um, but Brian eventually, he eventually, uh, I think he figured it out. And, yeah. Figured it out and got some points and bam, won that match. So it was very hard fought. Like after all that, that's a lot to go through, you know. It could really let this the air out of your sails, you know. It's it's it was a weird moment. And Brian wasn't he didn't that kid is so quiet. He didn't care one way or another. He was just you know, and I felt bad for the other guy too. It was just like it was unfortunate for both of them that this had to yeah. go on, you know. P- plus you know, the people in the bullpen, they passed him for the gee check the first time. Mm-hmm. But this ref in particular uh, he had it out for guys because I saw two other guys walk up. One guy's pants were super short, way shorter than this kid's. And I go, watch this. This guy's going to come to this guy too. And he sure enough, the rest like comes right over pants. So some guys have it. Certain guys have it out for, you know, and they can say that. I just don't know. I think they're supposed to give them enough time to go and whatever. Yeah. Go buy a gi or whatever they need to do. So lesson here, listeners always have a backup gi. Yes. So that is, that is, sure. <laughs> that is one of the, that's where I was going with this whole thing is that make sure your gi will fly in terms of length, fitting, um, patch placement is important. Um, mm-hmm. make sure if you're buying a gi, um, that, that they're legal, IBJDF mm-hmm. legal. And then the patches are placed. when I make my gis, I make sure that I'm putting our emblems and logos in the correct places. But if you're getting your gi vinyled, you also have to know that person, you know, there's certain spots you can, you're pretty okay to put in most places, um, but you can get called for that, you know? So um, be aware of that colors. Another one is, uh, you know, the Santa ball, the Sanu ball brand. I don't know if you've ever seen their pants. They have the crotch is actually an opposite color of the pant. So if you have black pants, you get a red crotch and they cannot use those. You know, yeah. I know people that have gotten had to change their gi because of that. So you just have to know the rules. Always bring another gi because even 
I hate to say it, but even if you're wearing a roll union gi, something happens and your pants rip or something, mm-hmm. you better have a backup plan, you know, yep. to continue. So, um, and I would like to say my gis would never, that would never happen, but you don't know, you know, you could, it happens, you know, something can it happen does happen. To something, um, a, a patch can rip off. You know, I've seen, I've seen refs have to rip patches that are halfway ripped off your back. You know, you gotta, yep. they'll tell you, rip the patch off, take the patch off. Or if the patch is put in the wrong place, take it off. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, it happens, especially if you're, you're training in the same geese, geese that you're competing in. Yeah. You know, I mean, those we're not easy on geese. No. You no. know, and blowouts happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, they do. Yeah. So especially if you're wearing an older gi, you know, most of the yep. rips you're going to see with, with a worn out gi. Um, yeah. but that's, that's something you want to have, you know, um, Gustavo told me a story when we were standing there about that same thing. He saw this kid one time, he got, nope, the gi's not going to work. He said he watched this kid, I think it was at Worlds even, and he watched him climb all the way up, up the, up the crowd to go get his backpack. He gets his money and he watched him, watched him all yep. the way go up at the pyramid, go all the way up, gets his backpack, goes all the way down, buys a brand new gi. Those vendors are so happy. He had to pay this huge cost. <laughs> he comes out, and I think G, I think Gustavo said the kid, the poor kid, lost within the first minute or something. It was just a really bad day for this guy. So, but he got a shirt um, and a new gi out of the deal, right? So. Yeah, whether you like the gi brand or not. So, uh, you know, you just gotta you gotta prepare. You know, have that have that extra gear with you, and the professionals all do. You know, all the guys that compete at the higher level, they have that. I know they do. Yeah. Um, because you don't, that's the last thing you want to do is be disqualified or not be able to perform, continue in a man. In I tell uniform. people like put your bags together, like days and like make everything. We've gone over this on the podcast, standardize yeah. as many things as possible. Have, have yeah. like, you can literally make in you know, in your training notebook, make the very first page, your packing list for your tournaments. Yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. All this stuff goes in your packing list. You know, you try it out a couple of times, make sure that you've got everything to where I know that I have all this equipment and I can compete with all this equipment, mm-hmm. you know, but have a packing list, standardize as many things as possible. Standardize your warm up to where it's, you know, something like this happens. You don't get flustered. You just have something light you can do to stay, to yep. stay active. But as many things as you can take off your plate to stress about as possible, the better you're going to be on competition day. And that goes to having two geese that are IBJJF qualified that, you know, the, you know, you have competed in before Yeah, that, you know, will pass inspection. Mm -hmm. I mean, you never know one, you know, that going back to your example, that one kid passed inspection and he goes up there and the ref says that he's, his pants are too short. Exactly. It happens, you know? So just having all of that stuff standardized, mm-hmm. man, it's going to make the world in terms of performance because you're not going to spend mental energy worrying and stressing about all this stuff. It's like, ah, if this happens, I'll just throw on my other gi. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just be prepared with that stuff. I mean, that's that's one of the take-homes that I, yeah, I could – it was a weird – that was a kind of a weird little moment to witness there, but, you know, it happens and – um, all, all the more reason why you have to be prepared. So, um, good tournament. The, uh, these local tournaments, we have uh, another one is this one's a, uh, an event put on by Gustavo 
in the Arizona Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu League. It's uh, Arizona State Championships in two weeks. Um, that's going to be that one. I think I saw today it has 1,350 competitors. My goodness. Two-day event. His, most, his tournaments have just gotten massive. Yeah. Two-day event. Um, kids, too. You know, kids are on Saturday. Big, you know, a lot of kids. So I think the kids has reached capacity. Kids of the kids' day. So awesome. Uh, what does that tell you for the sport? I mean, that's... Like, Is that still at Phoenix College? Yeah, still at Phoenix College. Um, next year, um, I think... Just gonna look up the name of it. I forgot the name. They're they're building a brand new sports complex out by Williams Gateway Airport in Mesa. Okay. So I hope this isn't private information, but we're breaking news on the Road to Black podcast. But that is where <laughs> Gustavo's events are going to be held in 2022. We're all super stoked for that. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. It is you know more leaning towards an East Side venue. Um, it's just hard to find a venue that big, you know, if he, yeah. it's his events are too big for Phoenix college way too. Big. Oh, for sure. Uh, they don't fit in there. Uh, there can't, there's the warm up mat in there is like a very, it's the size of your, not even the size of your gym. Right it's there. not, no, um, totally. So they gotta, they gotta expand, you know, they actually looked at other venues and it's just hard to get in with these bigger places, you know? Um, yeah, I mean those places are maybe they some of them either already have you know Jiu-Jitsu World League. Is, I mean there are so many tournaments West, out there. West World, World League, West, West World in right. particular won't take any more Jiu-Jitsu events because yeah. they already have they're too booked with Jiu-Jitsu. So yeah, so, he, and, we, he looked at that. So um, and location is huge. You know, if you, so like the the more things that you need. Mm-hmm. the the less venues you can include so you know you want a centralized location well yeah uh, man that leaves me and you're very kind limited. of in, there's not you know so in the yeah valley. so there's it's just not. it's like uh, you're just people are gonna have to drive and yeah. you know out there it's not a huge deal you can, it's lots it's of freeways. right off the freeway it's right yeah. off the freeway it's gonna be a beautiful facility i think it opens the first of the year brand new uh a lot of amenities I'm hoping I'm not sharing too many secrets, but a lot more mat, double the mat space, double the mats. So that's a big, this is, they're going to get big. They're going to get even bigger. Yeah. Now, now he can have more capacity and, uh, he runs super professional tournaments. They're all, they, they align very well with IBJJF, um, very closely, you know, yeah. they're all computerized. They have the monitors, they have the, the, professional bullpen looking thing you know everything is really pro refs too i mean ibj ibjf refs are doing that too so you're you're getting the look it's i am really excited for 2022 competitions coming up just just to be a coach and involved in all that just being in the community competing myself next year too i mean it's going to be it's going to be fun being at a new place you know and i think obviously we'll have some nice uh warm-up area I think that's going to be a big thing, you know, have the, having the space for that. Um, so big things coming in 2022. And like I said, he's putting on, you know, a bunch of events, you know, they have a, the, the female, female only event, kids only. They have the Nogi state masters ma- only masters only uh, Southwest classic Arizona state championship. I mean, there's at least six now. Um, yeah. 
It's it's good stuff, man. It's uh, he he runs a great show. He's so organized with that stuff. Um, I I just I've heard from guys all across different gyms. They just really love doing his tournaments, and I think that's why I didn't see a lot of. There was a lot of. I shouldn't say not a lot of local people at the Phoenix Open because there were, but you're going to see a lot more local people like our gym. Our gym has way more competitors going to the Arizona state versus the IBJJF. Mm -hmm. You know, IBJJF, you're going to, the competition is going to be a little bit more, you know, Mm -hmm. like we said before, it's going to be going to bring in people from outside, but um, same thing with his local tournaments though. You know, there's, there's people traveling to do his tournaments here. So um, it's going to be great. So we'll see how this one goes in the next couple of weeks. And then in 2022, he should be getting his back on track where they're at a normalized time. You know, normally yeah. like the Arizona State Championship is usually in June that he mm-hmm. does. And now yeah. it's been pushed back. So, um, it's, but that's it's not abnormal right now. Everything's kind of all wacky totally. with the yeah. world. It's going to be in December. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's like, so I'm hoping 2022 is when we get back to. Getting a schedule standardized. Getting yeah. getting the sk- standardized schedule again to where people are going to be able to look at their seasons and be able to plan them accordingly. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. they just popped up that Worlds was going to be within the last couple of weeks. And it's yeah. like, we didn't even know if there was going to be a Worlds. And now exactly. all of the adult champions, all of the adults are like, Scrambling oh, to get crap. Some points I got to, yeah. I, there, I think it was <laughs> what, 39, 40 points you have to qualify yeah. or something like that. It's like, oh, crap. Like, I only have a few months. I have to prep a camp. I have to get points, which means I have to compete more. Yeah. And, you know, plan all of the stuff plus December, which is a terrible time for everybody mm-hmm. financially. It's like, man, it's so tough time I'm to travel. Hope, yeah. Tough time to travel. So I'm hoping 2022 things continue to standardize, continue to continue to open up um, and allow. I hope we can get. um spectators back soon so yeah. you know I, I don't know what ibjjf is doing for that but they, I, it was wide open was it wide open i i expected yeah. as much yeah and i i think yeah. uh i think gustavo's tournaments will do will, will be the same um they did a community poll here recently within the jiu-jitsu community overwhelmingly people don't want to restrict people from going in you know they want it open um however you know, this is an organization. It's a professional business. You have to weigh your liability to some of these things, you know, and uh, it can be a tough decision sometimes, especially at the Phoenix College when if you've been there, I know you have. It yep. is like sardines. It's yeah, sardines it is. in there. So I've been in there where there is not a seat in the in the stands and every ounce of floor space is packed. Yep. It's difficult in there um it is it's tough so you know you have to weigh those things especially with the new delta variant and all this you know it's just back in the news and it's it's just tough you know it's hard to these guys that run these promotions and just being a gym owner in general you know it's like okay what's what's the latest flavor of the day in terms of covid you know what do i have to worry about what what are people going to criticize me one way or another for I'm a small business owner. It's the same thing. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you hear the rumblings of, oh, we're going to go through another lockdown. Our business is going to have to, it's just like, it's frustrating. So I think we all just have to be mindful and and thankful that we have this opportunity to do the sport we love still, especially here in Arizona, because there, 
the literally there's other places you can't do tournaments still in, in America. Um, so we're, we're fortunate here. If by any chance they had to lock out people and, and have no spectators, then, you know, you know, you're just going to have to just going to have to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately that would suck, but nobody wants that. The tournament prom- promoters don't want that. You know, it's like, yep. you know, these guys want to make money too. They don't want yep. to tell people not to come in. Okay. They're losing yep. a lot of money when they do that. So, yep. um, the, hopefully we can keep things open here in Arizona and, and safe, obviously, you know, we'll see, you know, by the time some of these other tournaments come around, it could change. We do not know. We do not know. Yep. IBJJF's, they've got Master Worlds, Pan. Well, Pan's in Florida, so that's not going to. Yeah, that's not going to change. That's a go. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, that's a go. But the ones in Vegas, California, I mean, these, they, they could be affected. They mm-hmm. could be affected, whether it's spectator or nothing. Yeah. We don't know. There's a, there's a huge possibility that come December, something takes a turn for the worse here. And who, who knows? We don't know. Who knows? Things skyrocket and shit gets crazy again. And we go batshit crazy as a country again. And <laughs> in terms of, co- like, honestly, COVID. I mean, can you imagine totally. if we did the whole thing over and had to go through lockdowns and, you know, we don't want to think about that, but we just don't know anymore. We just don't. I mean, it's because whether you think some of these things like the vaccine are effective or whether the virus is really that dangerous or not, it is out there and it does affect some people. So people yeah. have to take that into consideration. So, yeah, but well, I know. I know these mats aren't closing. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no shit. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not planning on closing my business. I, I couldn't do it. You know, I can't go through that again. It was devastating as it was. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, there's rumblings about, I mean, nothing serious, you know, Arizona is a state where the governor's basically, He's 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 taking a hands man, off man approach, yeah, <laughs> but you know he said no no mandates, mass mandates, and stuff like that. He's kind of outlawed some of that stuff, and basically saying you know businesses are it's upon you to make those decisions. And I I think that's I'm not that's against fair. that, you know. So yeah. a lot of a lot of tournament talk, a lot of tournament stuff going on. Um, well, I thought you know I thought it was great because uh, to go back to. The fight to win stuff. We had fight to win. What was that on Friday? And then, you know, Aaron Wilson went out there and competed. And I'm I, I don't know if any of the other guys did. Whether it was Josh, either of the Joshes, Rodriguez or Gira. But I know, um, uh, I know that um, Aaron Wilson went out there and did uh, the did the Phoenix Open yeah. the next day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. So that's a lot. That's a lot, man. I saw That's... several several people on the fight card from Fight to Win do the next fight the next day. Yeah. Um, several. A couple guys from Jay Pages, um, Paul Nava, uh, Alex Martinez. Um, man, he looked Alex Martinez looked great mm-hmm. in his and yeah. his fight. Yeah. Did you see that gi he was wearing? Yeah, I, of course I did. Of course I did. <laughs> I got so many text messages. I got one Whoa, just that like is it. the nicest looking gi out there tonight. Uh, he's great. Yeah, they had 
He did great. Uh, you know, he competed back to back days, savage. I had several friends that did. Um, and I saw a bunch of people, other people that were, uh, um, some of the bigger names that fight to win that were out of state people. They took the, they took the opportunity to also compete at the Phoenix open. So no doubt. And they probably had, they probably had coaches there. Yeah. You know, they probably Mm -hmm. had all had coaches there that were already going to be there for, yeah, for the Phoenix open. And I was, it, no, not easy the, at all. The, the fights, uh, fight to win, went late on Friday. Dude, totally. I was laying in bed, and it, <laughs> really so it's late. an hour later. It's an hour later here. Oh, you were after midnight, easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wasn't missing it because we had so many people that we know on that card, and I was mm-hmm. like, I am not missing this. Yeah, it was good. You know, so I tr- so I trained with Josh when I was down there. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to that the Wednesday ten a.m. Yep. class, I trained with Josh when I was down there. Knowing that he was getting ready for a, a no gi match, and I mean, he just tuned me up. But it was like <laughs> it was. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, okay, this. You know, he's been training a bunch lately. It's not like he's he. It's not like he just returned to the mat. So no. he's been but ramping he hasn't it up. Really but, been training, but he hasn't like the old really Josh. been. No, no, not like the old Josh. But it's not like he's. Uh, he's a completely type of rusty. Either. He's the type of guy that he can literally jump in there and turn it up. It's amazing. It, and he so he always does that. I'm like, you haven't even been training. He just comes in and he just cranks it up. And he's just, you know what it is? He's just so damn good. He's so technical. I could. Like it's it. like riding a bicycle. Like he's, he just has that much muscle memory and he's just so good in positions. You know, he just, he can feel it. He gets on the, he gets in the flow. And I mean, look at that fight to win match. Dude, that well, he here's the thing. Controlled that entire the match, pace and he, he didn't even he did exactly he, what he wanted. And just he stone face. Yeah. Just stone face too. Like there was nothing that was phasing him. That inside trip, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I've been there like recently. Cause he just <laughs> it was like that he hit that on me. Yeah. He hit that on me twice. And I was there's nothing I could do to stop it. And it's like the dude is like a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. it's like one minute he's there and one minute he's not like it it's anyway i need, I, I need to have him show me that one that was that effective. inside trip that was effective. oh my gosh yeah because he showed me so uh i've got one takedown that i'm really good at and it's um it's like a collar drag to a single leg mm-hmm. and josh is killer that he drags and then pops up on that single mm-hmm. um and he showed me the trip before, like I've worked it before, but I just, I don't do it enough. I need to tune it up. I need to get in there. And Man, he, he was affected with that this oh, weekend. Just whenever he wanted to. Yeah. Just, it it was like. And that, that dictated the pace of the fight. Yeah, totally. Totally. I thought so, that, and that Darce, I, th- I don't know how that dude survived that Darce. I was like, there is no good Darce with both legs wrapped around. I was like, man, that it was is. because he turned over and it kind of yeah, got loose a little bit. I think but, so. He texted me later in the night. He's so mad. He was dude. He, he was, te- same. Yeah, he was mad. I know. He didn't get it. He t- so I texted right after he got his hand raised. I mean, it wasn't even a minute later, and I was just like, "Hey, coach, congratulations! Glad to see you back." Blah blah blah. And, he, and all he texted back was, "Thanks. I really wanted the finish." <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me today they were there. Uh, I didn't go to fight to win. I watched it on TV, and they said they were there. And he was. He was. Fuming afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, but you know, 
He was threatening it's, it's the whole that, night. It's the fire. Yeah, I thought he looked amazing. I, yeah, I me really too. did. Honestly, I thought he looked great. I, I was I was very impressed coming off of what he came off of. Um, it's been a while since he competed at Fight to been, been a long time since he competed anyway. Even really. competed, yeah. Um, it's good to have him back in the in the game. He's just he's game. He's a gamer. He's one of these guys that needs to be out there competing. I always try to yeah. encourage him to, even on these local ones. I'm like, just get out there, dude. You know. If there's a guy in your bracket, you know, because sometimes at the smaller tournaments, you don't have a lot of black belts sign up, you know, but mm-hmm. more and more you're getting, you're getting people, you know? So yeah. I think this guy gave him, gave him a little bit of juice to start getting going on, on doing more. Hopefully he'll do master worlds as well. So he did I, really I, well at the last one. So I'll be, I'm going to, I'll be on. So for the listeners, before we get on the podcast and hit record, we kind of get up, we kind of bullshit a little bit. Well, I think it was before you even came on when, when Josh was on. Josh and I were sitting there just rapping out. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, right, you know, are you planning to do Master Worlds? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do Master Worlds. Da, da, da. And then on the podcast, he is like, when he said, I almost get offended every time somebody asks me, are you going to do this tournament, that tournament? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, I just asked him that. Yeah. He's going to do Master Worlds. So anyway, what he told me is, of course, he's going to do Master mm-hmm. Worlds. So he'll he'll be back out there. And I would say he's probably going to do a couple more tournaments, probably to tune up now that he's yeah he's 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 tasted victory. He's tasted that competition. Mm-hmm. And I can only see him being even more driven now that he's got now that he's uh mm-hmm. he kind of knocked it he got kind of knocked it off you know and he kind of knocked off the rust that was a that was a four day notice fight yeah too so you got some mental toughness you know when you take those last minute fights big stage yeah uh, here i am i'm gonna go out and yeah. be on tv real quick with four days notice not even knowing who you're gonna make me fight yeah <laughs> so, it's uh, so props to those guys for doing that. Um, great jujitsu all around this weekend here. Um, more to come, man. It's, uh, it's, it's been a crazy kind of a crazy week. You know, we talked about the Donaher breakup last week. That whole thing's getting, I just, it's just it's so getting funny. outrageous. It's now. just so funny. You know, you just, you saw the master Ken. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought uh, that was pretty good. So, yeah, man. Good we're, week. Yeah, we're 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 training in our class for the next competition. We're we're doing some competition based training and kind of just picking it up a little bit, picking up the pace. Yeah. You know, doing doing more drills than not learning too much new, but revisiting some stuff that's pertinent with competition, and that's one of the things I. Uh, I took home from uh, one of my main coaches, Manny Romero, um, who was always, he was always at my side tournaments. He was basically my tournament coach. He would always be there because he was my main instructor for years. And um, every time we'd come back after a tournament, he would give you advice on what you needed to tune up. But he would also Mm -hmm. just as a whole teach at least a week, the class, he would always bring back things that he saw in the tournament that other Mm -hmm. people did. Yeah, as a whole, and you know, I the last few tournaments I've done, I've really noticed that being the coach, where or that I've I've been at being a coach, I start noticing those things. I think when you get deeper into your belts, you start picking up on those too. Mm -hmm. And it's like 
as a coach, I'm kind of have the responsibility now of not only picking my athletes up, but also criticizing them even when they win. I mean, I think that's one of the hard things you have to do to, because you're going to get better with with that. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, there's been times when I've won a mat, I won a tournament, won a match and it's like, yeah, but I'll, I could have went this, it could have went even better or, or when I've lost the match, especially, you know, it's like, if I would yeah. just not let him, why will, why would I ever let him get in that position when I was already yeah. on points, things like yep. that, you know, it's like, so, um, I observed a lot of that this weekend. So I'm just bringing that back into our training in terms of preparing for the next competition. And I'm, I'm talking like things like, uh, um, knowing when to close your guard and mm-hmm. hold on to points, you know, if you're playing the yep. points game, right. Um, you know, knowing, knowing this, like you said before, when Josh was in your ear, not, not to go for the baseball choke. Cause you, you basically got to open up your guard and yeah. do that, you know, um, another, another time I, I competed, it was an AGF tournament here. Josh was at my, in my corner during that one. And same thing out of all my tournaments, I think that was the one where I really had him in my head because he was, it, it wasn't as many people. I could hear him clearly. And I remember I was up on points and I think I was going for like, I might've been in like a top, like a, almost like a Kimura, like a Kimura position, you know, from the top side mm-hmm. control or something. And I was, I was going to try to do some type of submission or arm bar from there. He's just like, he just called it off. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, it was like my first competition at purple belt. So I, and I wasn't really experienced competing, but I was up and it was very little time left. And he's just like, yeah let's not go for an arm bar and him come up on top and you yep. lose this match, you know, it's yep. like, so those types of things are important. Um, I have an, I have a friend and a client at chill fit. He doesn't train at my gym, but I've, I've been helping him on the side, just giving him tips. He's, he's a, he's a, he's a guy that's about my age. He's a former wrestler, a tough dude. He's been going like, I kind of like, he heard me doing jujitsu and stuff. So he got into it. Like, I think partially because he heard me talking about it at Chilfit for so long. He went to another gym. He got his blue belt right away because he just thrashes everyone. So he's like a wrestler guy. So, but, you know, being a newer blue belt, he hasn't had the time to build up on some of the fundamental skills. He's an amazing wrestler. So every tournament he does, he wins because he just, he out wrestles. He takes people down and just controls them. He's a great top game, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, uh, just, and what I'm getting at is he's very dominant in that area, but there's also a time when you need to know that, and he was up on points in this match. It was time at that point to pull guard, you know, yeah, exactly. it's time to pull guard because the guy got, he got keen to what this dude was doing, the other guy, and he was getting low too. And so the shot wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So instead of keep trying to do the shot, this guy's going to snap you down and take your back or something. You got to be a little bit smarter yep. when, when you need to pull. So just things like that, you know, and I saw a lot of that where, um, guys would just let people get grips, you know, no grip fighting, tough stuff, stuff like that, that you, you take for granted sometimes. But when yeah. you're seeing it as a coach or as a spectator, you really realize, oh, that changed the, the momentum, the, of outcome. Game. the yeah. outcome and the momentum. Yeah, totally. So simple things like that guys being stuck in closed guard you know you got to have some guard breaks from there you know Mm -hmm. because just like i told the guys in class today just like you want to lock someone down when you're up on points lock them down in your closed guard yep and we went over ways to do that break the posture down deep collar grip clamp them down arm over the head let's that if you're in that position 
and you're down on points, you got to go berserker mode. You got to go berserker mode yep. and get it. You better have some 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 escapes from there and, or yep. some guard breaks because yeah, I mean, close guard is no joke when someone wants to lock you down. So For sure. And if you're up two points with a minute and a half left, I'll mm-hmm. eat as many as many penalties as they're going to give me. I'm still up yeah. two points. And if you're on the bottom, we talked about that too today. If you have a hand in the collar... You just threaten a little bit. You're not getting, you're, yeah, they're not exactly. going to give that guy an advantage. It's on him to get up, you know? So, but you might be that person inside the guard. So, those are the things that, hey, I don't play a lot of closed guard breaks day to day because that's not my thing. I don't play closed guard. But guess what? In a tournament, I saw a lot of closed guard. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of closed guard, especially on, especially on guys that aren't as dynamic on their feet. Once these bigger yeah. guys close their guard on you, you know, um, or bigger, older. Some of the lighter weight, younger kids, I mean, these and, and higher level people, they know not to let it close. You pull, try yeah. to pull close and they're putting their knee in real quick. No, they for know sure. the importance of it, that you can get locked down there for a long time. Yeah. That's uh, one of my coaches early on. I, well, I was a blue belt. Um, we were, might've been even doing some comp training, but the guy pulled and I mean, I, I let him close. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing? Exactly. You're all of your work. Like you ha- have to work <laughs> exactly. harder now. Yeah. He was open and you have to keep him open. You cannot let him close his legs behind you. Yeah. Cause now look, you, it's going to take you 30, 45 seconds to open this up. You're going to expend a bunch of if energy. You do. Yeah. If you do. But you know, as mm. well as I do in training, that happens a lot. Somebody all goes the time. to pull your pull guard and you just settle in. I'm going to settle inside this guy's guard because it's just training. It's just, yeah. okay, I'll fight out of that position. But when you get into a competition, the time, the clicker, the timer goes quick. Yeah. You know, you don't have as much time to do that type of thing. So my first master worlds match, I had just got my pro belt. I did the one, I did one match before that, like two weeks before AGF. I won that match. There was only one guy in my division. So two weeks later, it was four weeks after I got my purple belt. I was at master worlds. First match. I pull guard quick, close guard on this guy. I'm, and I'm not embarrassed to say because it, I was, I never did an IBJJF tournament before at anywhere. And this was my first <laughs> one, Master Worlds, close guard. And I held him there the entire fight. I was trying to submit him. I got, I won by advantages. So he couldn't get out. He was frustrated. This guy traveled from Germany or something, you know? So <laughs> um, it's frustrating. Yeah, it it's sucks. frustrating. And, you know, I, I feel like I can keep guys in my closed guard when I need to. And I think that's a huge strength, you know, Hodger Gracie is one of my number favorite grapplers. And I just, it, his control was devastating from there. Mm-hmm. Devastating, you know, and it might not be the fanciest and the flashiest guard, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's effective when it needs to be. So, yep. um, so that was something we worked on today and we'll be working on it a lot is because I don't want you to not be able to get your game going because you're stuck in someone's closed guard. Yeah. You know, or any guard, to be honest, but closed. You've got a guy that can play good closed guard. Good luck getting out. Yeah. You roll with Gary. <laughs> You'll sit there no. the whole time. And, yeah. Until you get submitted. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Break that guard. Don't let him close it. Don't let him close it. That's don't let perfect. him close it. Perfect. That's don't it. Don't get there first. Don't yeah. Get there don't first. let him but close make it. Make sure you have a couple of guard breaks from there. A lot of yeah. people focus on one closed guard break. You know, you got to have, you got to have a couple go tos because if people are, they know what you're up to, you know, they know you're going to yeah. try to put the knee in the middle. 
Yeah. They're just going to shift their hips and not let you do that constantly. Yeah. You know, um, it's frustrating. So that's, that's a big thing. I saw a lot of that this weekend, you know, just, uh, you know, guys letting the clock tick down because they couldn't really play their game. So you don't expect mm. those things so much because you, you have that one track mind that, and you should, you should have a game plan. You should go attack your game plan, but right away, if you don't, you know, that's why it's important too. I always think if you're getting grips, if you're not a judo guy, you get grips and go, you pull guard. Yeah. Pick. You know, I was always taught that it's like you yeah. get grips and go because you yeah. grip up and that could, they pull guard on you. That could mean that determines the momentum of the match a lot of times. So we all know that Every high yeah. level guys know that that's why you see double guard pulls all the time and it's all timing. It's, you know, it's, that is what it is. That's jujitsu. So um, you know, you got to be aware of that, but then also be aware of the wrestler and somebody is going to take you down. So that's the beauty of it. You got to play all yep. this game, play all those mini games within the game. So, well, man, man, it was a good week. I'm, I'm coming, I'm fired up this week. So I'm, uh, awesome. Me it was too. a good, nice little recharge. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to have gotten to see you and spend some time with you and, uh, glad you got to eat some, some, good food out here hopefully oh, yeah several times <laughs> i know how disappointed you are from where you're at yeah uh, but uh guys go check out the bjj physio online wes is uh he's been grinding lately he's got he's got he's working with a bunch of great great dudes getting them back on the mat i shouldn't say dudes because i don't know whether they're female or male but or both but a lot of good athletes he's working with um all over the place. Ju- yeah, all over the place. Just, in fact, one of my athletes, m- multiple podiums. I think he got one gold, one one gold, bronze in the open, and then silver, I think. Nogi at the Phoenix Open. Beautiful. So, yeah. Got a few medals. Got a few medals, so I was that pretty happy. That feels good to get people back on the mat, doesn't it? Yeah, it's I awesome. Bet. I bet that's yeah, amazing. I love it. Um, check Wes out. He's going to set you up with the program. Um, basically just reach out to him. He's got a process you'll go through. He'll evaluate what you're going through, whether it's rehab or recovery or strength training or or really just training for jujitsu, you know, um, getting your body right, getting it ready. Perfect time to do it. If you're going to be good on competitions, you might want to change up your, you know, your training regimen. You know, if you're going to increase things, do it the right way um listen to him he knows what he's talking about check him out um roll union jiu-jitsu i got a couple new geese coming out guys go jump on our newsletter like i said last week jump on that you'll have an opportunity we'll send you kind of a little pre not a pre-sale like a you know basically a pre-order opportunity you can save some money on the gi get first dibs on the gi um the last one sold out didn't last too long on the shelf. So I have people coming after, after texting, Hey, do you got any more left? No, we sold out. You got to jump on them when they come guys. I mean, that's Dude, I heard that this week. I heard that this week, man. Yeah. Hey, so, do you have, you have, Nope. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. So check that out. Check real union out. Um, right now I got some, uh, we got ranked rash guards coming real soon. We got a new beautiful gi that I'm working on. That should be out in just a couple of weeks. You should be able to chance to scoop scoop that up, and then um, look for us on the mats, man. We got some we got some people, both a couple sponsored athletes, but also just 
the regular you, you know, the listener. We got I got listeners that are out there wearing wearing Royal Union, get out there and winning some medals. So that feels great. Um, me and Wes love the support. Um, support the podcast. Go tell somebody about it. Share our posts. Anything you do, because we're just like you. We're just talking about trying to get our black belt every day here. Check it yep. out, guys. Have a safe week, Wes. I'll see you next week. Yes, sir. We're out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, jiu-jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.